From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for August 25th, 2010. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends, Teresa Eccles, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Kathy Worling, Walter Eccles, and Max the Intern, back in the Peanut Gallery. In this week's show, Teresa Eccles will talk about her $2,500 vacation challenge that she just completed. And I have a small update to my previous review of Disney's All-Star Music Resort. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid-fire on this edition of The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the show, everyone. Hope everyone's having a good week. We have a couple of things in housekeeping. First, I just want to talk a little bit about our Adventures by Disney trips, our Backstage Magic trips for 2011. Uh, As uh, we mentioned previously, the July trip is sold out. That is closed to new bookings. Uh, we are taking wait lists now for the July trip in case anybody drops out. And honestly, we, I think we could, well, we'll get to that later, but we have a wait list. We have a decent wait list for July. Uh, the uh, February trip is very close to selling out. I think we have about... I would say seven Yeah, spots. I was going to say six or seven spots. Uh, I'm getting eight from Kevin uh, because I guess he can't talk or... <laughs> There's audio show, audio show. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, Kevin, Kevin's vying for the job of producer. Um, and uh, the uh, the April trip still has some availability. Um, we can still put people in April, but uh, yeah, we come on, people. Yeah, really. As soon as I announced you, as soon as I announced you were going, I'm feeling bad here. It just, it just. Everybody said, "Oh, oh, never. I'll go in February." Um, I'm kidding. You're going to make me cry. You're going to make me cry. Say hello to you, Craig. Um, We are considering uh, adding another summer trip because of the interest in the July trip. We are considering adding a trip August 7th through the 12th. So uh, if you want a wait list for that trip, we get enough people interested in August 7th through the 12th, we'll add that date as well. Uh, where do they? How do they wait list, John? You can uh, email Kevin, Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel dot com, and he'll uh, curse me for giving out his email address. But he'll be the one who'll be taking care of the wait list and keeping track of everything. We may ask you to fill out a form with all your information. Just no, so if that, you're going to go, you're going to fill out the form. All right. So when you email Kevin, we'll tell you what to do. And Kevin's all. <laughs> if, no, if you're going, you're filling out the form. Exactly. With his Elton John Truman Capote glasses on. You may have to fill out a form. No, everybody at Dreams Unlimited Travel has to fill out a form. Well, I'm just saying if we only got, like, you know, six people, then we wouldn't let them have to go through the process of filling out the form. I think we should make them fill out the form anyway. Okay. And also, if you have any questions on Adventures by Disney, not necessarily just the backstage magic trips, but any questions on Adventures by Disney, uh, Kevin is the resident expert. Uh, that Kevin at DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. Email. Feel free to email him with any questions you might have. About adventures by Disney, he is—he's uh, my go-to guy for any of this stuff. He's—he knows it like the back of his hand. While we're talking about adventures by Disney, um, I want to add that Dreams Unlimited Travel is running a special promotion this month, where we have an increased gift card for the month of August. That's going to end August thirty-first. That's right. So, if you're interested in booking an Adventures by Disney vacation, 
got to do it by August 31st. We go back to our regular gift card amounts. And uh, just for those who may not know, John and I are owners in Dreams Unlimited Travel, so want to make sure we are transparent about uh, that. Whenever we mention Dreams Unlimited Travel, we are talking about a, a business that we have a financial interest in. So want to make sure I mention that. Uh, second, um, I'm very, very excited. We are going to be recording a show on September 7th which is a Tuesday, at the Swan and Dolphin. It's actually going to be our food and wine preview show where we talk about everything that's coming up for this year's food and wine festival, including the Swan Dolphins. Uh, they're doing something new this year for the first time, uh, their food and wine classic going on the weekend. 7th and 8th. Of October 7th and 8th. Thank you, Teresa, because I did forget. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, it's just we're not, uh, Walter and I aren't going to be here. We're on vacation that week. So... That stinks, but uh, they're doing this really cool food and wine classic. It's all over the site. You can't miss it. Um, Sounds like a sports event when they call it classic. Yeah. Because like every That's sporting what, what, event what, is Yeah, called. when they first brought it up to me, I was like, <laughs> what, are you doing like a golf tournament? Or, um, but the uh, the causeway in between the Swan and Dolphin is, is closed down and like all redone. They're going to have all these food booths from all their different restaurants and their uh, pastry chef uh, uh, Laurent Brenard, who's like this world famous, like a, he's like apparently very, very, very famous pastry chef. He's like one of the best in the world. Uh, he's going to be on the show with us, and uh, he's going to be bringing some treats by for us to eat while we're doing the show. I as like him. as <laughs> our as our we're going to have samples uh, during the show of what the Swan Dolphin will be serving at the Food and Wine Classic. Wow. In other words, those of us who drink are going to be sloshed. <laughs> no, I think I think they're bringing by like food samples, not <laughs> booze samples. Wow. It's BYOB um, yeah. for the podcast. So we're going to be recording that in uh, Il Molino, the Il Molino restaurant. Will people be able to come? Um, if they, if if they, I'm sure they're welcome. Um, we're not going to feed them, but <laughs> really, if you, you, you're not getting, you ain't getting none of my food. Um, just but if you're in town, sure, absolutely, stop, stop by and join us. Um. We'll be recording. Uh, I, I don't know the exact time yet. I'm assuming it's going to be around 2 o'clock. Uh, that we'll be recording September 7th, Il Molino, at the Walt Disney World Swan. Looking forward to that. And uh, who else? Who else has something for? We've got a couple packages this week. The first one came from James Goodman. He sent us some world-famous gummy bears from the Albanese Candy Factory in Maryville, Indiana. A special one, sugar-free for Pete. And oh, really gi- good. Thank you. And a giant one in Halloween-themed colors for the rest of us. And also a box full of blow-up Southwest Airline hats for everybody to wear. Walter, I can't wait. Walter had one on a few minutes ago, and he looked like he was uh, getting ready to serve me sushi or something, a little white band around his head. Cool, really? though. The kids will enjoy them. There's a whole bunch of them here, so... Thank you so much for that, James. And a big thank you to Don Puckett, who evidently cleaned out the meat tray in the bottom of his fridge and sent us a bunch of dried meat. Beef jerky. Oh, beef jerky. Thank you, Don. <laughs> I've tasted every one. I'm on the last uh, flavor now, cannonball. Corey's face is beet red. And yeah, it's, like it's, it's pretty hot. Sweating it out it's over It's awesome, there. though. He smells but. like he's been through a forest fire. <laughs> But thank you, guys. This is really cool. I mean, beef jerky is my diet at the podcast. It's beef jerky and Red Bull. That's what I've I... I've never smelled it like this. So healthy. <laughs> really. It is. And these sugar-free gummy bears are good. I tasted the other ones. They're good, too. 
I might have tasted them before they got here. (laughs) Well, thank you, everybody. I thought your expression was you ate your weight in gummy bears this morning. No, you ate in uh, gummy sharks. I love gummy sharks. It's just that they don't taste different. They do. They taste like blueberry. Oh, but every gummy thing. thing on the bottom of it. Oh, okay. You did have a special one. Because like sometimes you know like the bears, the worms, they're all basically the same flavors, just different shapes, right? Really? I've never had one. Oh yeah, you don't eat them. It's just not chocolate enough. They do have chocolate covered gummy bears also. Okay, well maybe we could try that. Okay, I'm done, Pete. Okay. I have a housekeeping. John. I want to say special congratulations to two of our Dreams Unlimited travel agents. Oh, Uh, that's right. Disney Cruise Line has been running a contest all month for travel agents who are booking uh, cruises this specifically this month, and they can win a bunch of different prizes. And two of our agents, Tracy Whipple and Mary Thomas, have both won um, a spot on the two-night christening cruise of the Disney Dream in January. Wow. So very cool. Congratulations to you guys. Thanks for working so hard, but I think that's going to be a lot of fun, that cruise. So that's before the inaugural cruise, they're going to be doing a christening cruise. Cool. Just for invited guests. Awesome. Are they going to wear a white dress? The ship? Know. They should drape it in, like, white something. I wonder who's going to smash the bottle <laughs> on it. I wonder who's going to be the fairy godmother. Lady Gaga. That's a lovely, lovely that impression. Lady Gaga. Come on. Wow. That's it. Congratulations, you guys. I have a housekeeping. Go ahead, Kathy. Um, last week when we talked about Via Napoli, there's some people that were confused about getting a reservation there, and they're not taking reservations if you're dining between now and September 5th. But you can book reservations into the future. It's not that they start on September the 5th, because I had a number of people write me and say they've already made reservations for there. So Meaning that they have to, the reservation is for September 5th or later. Right. That's correct. what I meant. Yeah, yeah okay. not that, you know. Between you can walk and, up if you want. Yeah. They're, they're trying to get some time to, like, shake out the restaurant. So go ahead and make those reservations. All right. We have a housekeeping. The Central Florida, well, no, the Down Syndrome Association of Central Florida, they're having um, what was called the Buddy Walk in the past. They've changed the name. It's called Step Up for Down Syndrome this year. And, of course, it'll be Ferris's second year. We're going to be participating again. We have his page set up. Um, we would like to have people come and walk with us. October I know. 16th at Lake Eola, if you're, if you're in town. Is that a Saturday? Yes, it is a Saturday. It's a Wednesday afternoon, John. It's always on a Saturday. <laughs> I'm busy. 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. If you do walk with us, you get a shirt designed by yours truly. What color are we going with this year? Same. It's going to be the same. So you can reuse your shirt that you used last year. If it's not worn. Really? I've been wearing that stuff all year. stains on it. (laughs) I put my diet. That wouldn't match with you. I have a nacho cheese stain on mine. (laughs) No, but um, we thought it would be easier so that people who participate with us each year, we can just reuse those shirts. And then maybe eventually, you know, we'll make new ones or he'll be to the age where he's like, I don't like this and I want something different. So we'll just have to wait and see. How much much did you raise last year? Over 7,000. All right, so we want ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, the page where you can go to register to uh, either walk with us and or donate is firstgiving.com forward slash Ferris Martin. This is a nonprofit organization. This is a tax write off. So if you want to donate, um, we really really appreciate it. No yeah. amount is too small. 
I think we should maybe we should uh, auction off another dinner and T-shirt, so, uh, autograph T-shirt like we did for the uh, Give Kids the World. Oh yeah, mm. how many people walked with us last year? We had about forty something people. So we need double that this year. Yeah. Our friend Maddie, Maddie's Movers, they uh, won last year. I, they probably had over 200 people. They're okay. also local to Central Florida. We yeah. don't have any family well, here. Well, we can bring them in now, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> don't let Maddie win again. Yeah. She's a cute I'm sure, now. I'm sure she's adorable, but she's, she's, adorable, but she's, she's going down. <laughs> she's going down. No, but, you know, we don't have that many people signed up to walk yet. So if you do want to walk, if you visit the page that Corey listed, um, if you are new walking with us, you need to send me an email with your t-shirt size so that we can have a shirt made for you. Um, most of the people that have signed up so far are not new to the walk, so they do already have a shirt. And on the page, we're also going to have the video of Ferris dancing to Lady Gaga. So if you want to see that, go to the page. You should make them donate first. Then <laughs> they should see the pay-per-view. <laughs> Ferris, dance for us. <laughs> yeah, so for now, we have a little photo gallery, of course, a little write-up about him, and... Um, a nice little photo for everyone to see. But and, we're looking forward to it. I, I would love to have as many people who want to walk with us come and do that. I know that last year we had uh, the Robesons from Scotland who happened to be here on vacation, and they came and walked with us. A lot of people did that. Um, we had some locals, uh, which I say local, even though they live outside of Orlando, like Shelly and um, Liz, Liz and her son. But also I think it's important to tell people the, that you know this association in particular does – the, the amount of support an, uh, that they offer, amount. It, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It, it really is. I mean, we see it firsthand with Ferris um, every day, the amount of support they offer to, you know. I mean, and, and in friends. every regard, too. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's just it, all the information. I mean, you got so much information from them and so much support from them, especially after he was first born. The second day in the hospital, you know, they, they came and talked to us and started offering us information. Very so, helpful. Very helpful. Awesome. We participate in a lot of the activities that they provide for kids Ferris's age. So this goes to a really, really good cause, and I think I think ten thousand is a good goal. Last time we said ten thousand, we got sixty. So you know, <laughs> who knows? Oh. But uh, yeah, I think we should do something like that, like uh, auction off uh, dinner and a shirt. Dinner and a sort of shirt is going to be the Ferris's shirt. It can be a Ferris shirt that we all sign, and mm. uh, then uh, you know whoever whoever. Bids the most, we'll put it up on eBay, right? Is that what we did last time? We put it up on eBay, mm-hmm. and uh, you because you're looking at me like I'm, I'm. I'm waiting for you to formulate the idea. Okay, well, you, you dinner it's out there. <laughs> that blank look on his face. Yeah. Dinner, dinner, dinner and a shirt. And Ferris will be at the dinner. <laughs> Make sure he's there, there too. <laughs> so yeah, whoever bids the most for the shirt gets the shirt and dinner with the crew. Gotcha. Like we did, isn't that what Martins. we did? Isn't that what we did oh, last time? Oh, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, Julie will cook. Oh no, I'm. While you holding know. while holding both children, <laughs> she will cook. I with think her I'm feet. a decent cook, but um, Corey a lot says, of people. <laughs> Corey always says you're a good cook, but yeah, it's a it's a lot. We'll go out to dinner. My poor parents. Taylor went home and she told them that they don't cook as well as I do. Ooh. Oh no! So, yeah. They're like, you're lucky if we're going to feed you at all now. Oh my lord! Really? <laughs> That's funny. But she's also going to be at the walk, too. She gets to come this year, so she's really excited about that. So um, Can't believe how fast she's growing up. I know. So I know a lot of people you know, keep up with her through the podcast and through me, so you get to meet Taylor as well. So that's a, a fundraiser for the uh, Down Syndrome Association of Central Florida, October 16th. 16th. Step up for Down Syndrome. 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. We have a map of the location on the page. Can't we do this later in the day? 
<laughs> I know, right? Can we have another walk from 12 to 4? <laughs> no, I'm with you. So much easier. I think we'll do, we're doing mimosas we know, this year. We, we did bring coffee and things like that last year, so we plan to do the same thing. Now, you said you hard. were going to do a cookout last year. No, I said I wanted to do like a tailgate thing big time this year. I, I'm, I'm so, fine for right. it. Let's go for it. So, Corey, if they allow me to, you know. Are we allowed to barbecue like Yolo? It's... I could have sworn people were barbecuing and doing stuff. Yeah, but it, that was like the, the sponsors, like Chick Fil A and those guys. I don't know if oh, oh, because I saw the big barbecues out. I'm like, yeah, Martin, I'll have to does. check out the rules. <laughs> also, um, I wanted to let people know the that the sooner you sign up, the better, because it's free to register now. And after two thousand people have registered, it will cost you to register. Overall, two thousand people. Yes, mm-hmm. not just. Perfect. Not just okay. for fairness. <laughs> Whoa, you're gonna charge everybody up to that. <laughs> and become the day of the walk, they will charge you twenty five bucks. So sign up now for sure. All right, great. Anything else for housekeeping? Going once, going twice, and over to Johnny with the news. Our first news story is SeaWorld faces seventy five thousand dollars in fines in three citations. SeaWorld faces three safety violations and a fine of $75,000 as a result of a federal investigation into the death of an animal trainer at the Orlando theme park in February. Of the three citations issued by the U.S. Department of Labor's Occupational Safe and Health Administration on August 23, 2010, against SeaWorld, one was was designated as quote-unquote willful, which means that it was committed with plain indifference Two, or intentional disregard for employee safety and health. Wow. That's pretty severe. That's very severe. Well, the fine is severe, considering, you know, OSHA normally hands out $1,000 fines. You get $75,000 fine, you're getting nailed. The agency issued that citation for SeaWorld exposing its employees to struck by and drowning hazards when interacting with killer whales. SeaWorld recognized the inherent risk of allowing trainers to interact with potentially dangerous animals, said Cindy Coe, OSHA's regional administrator in Atlanta. Nonetheless, it required its employees to work within the pool walls, on ledges, and on shelves where they were subject to dangerous behavior by the animals. SeaWorld called the allegations by OSHA unfounded and said it would contest the citation. OSHA's allegations in in this citation are unsupported by any evidence or precedent and reflect the fundamental lack of understanding of the safety requirements associated with marine animal care, SeaWorld said in August, in August. SeaWorld said on August 23rd in a post on its blog. Um, OSHA contends its investigation revealed that SeaWorld trainers had an extensive history. I'm sorry, let me go back. OSHA began a six-month investigation into SeaWorld's safety practices after a killer whale named Tillicum pulled trainer Don Branchow into his tank and killed her. OSHA contends its investigation revealed that SeaWorld trainers had an extensive history of unexpected and potentially dangerous incidents involving killer whales at its various facilities, including its locations in Orlando, and that management failed to make meaningful changes to improve the safety of the work environment for its employees. I think the biggest threat to SeaWorld right now, if this stands, if this OSHA ruling stands, the biggest threat to SeaWorld right now is the loss, the lawsuit that will ensue from this woman's family. If OSHA has found them willfully negligent, that law, the seventy-five thousand dollar fine from OSHA is going to be nothing. I still, I think they still have a civil suit no matter what OSHA finds. Well, I think they do. I just think their case is bolstered substantially 
if a federal agency is saying this was willful negligence that cost this woman her life. I believe, I was taken aback by the language of the citation. I and mean, that's pretty severe. Not that I'm an OSHA expert or that I follow OSHA, but I, I also found that language to be very strong, unusually strong for a federal agency uh, dealing with a private enterprise mm-hmm. um, to use language like that because it is, you know, willful negligence very legal term. Yeah. It's almost like handing a defense, somebody's defense attorney or, or a prosecuting attorney uh, some kind of, of, of gift. And they were specific to say that not just in the Orlando facility, but all of their facilities. So, I'm sure what, they have three? Four? Um, there's California, Orlando. Texas. Uh, there's San, a, yeah, San Antonio and San Diego. So three. Okay. So, I mean, that's pretty severe when they're saying across the board, which opens it up to even more lawsuits and more complaints. So we shall see what comes of it, but very, very interesting. Our second story is a Muslim Disneyland employee refuses Disney-approved hat. Oh, I was waiting for you to bring this one up. Iman Budlal, a Muslim employee at Disneyland who is not allowed to wear her headscarf at work, is refusing, is refusing Disney's latest compromise, a specially designed hat. Iman is a hostess at a restaurant at Disneyland in Anaheim, California. She accuses Disney of discriminating against her religion. Bull. Sending her home seven times without pay for refusing to remove her scarf, known as a hijab. She also refuses to take a behind-the-scenes job in which she could wear the scarf mm-hmm. out of the view of customers. Budlal right, said, because the, the press couldn't follow her back there. Go ahead. Budlal said a Disney design. must be great watching TV with Pete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Max. <laughs> Budlal said a Disney design hat and bonnet is an embarrassment and makes a joke of her Muslim faith. Disney spokeswoman Susie Brown, however, said the head covering accommodations both, I'm sorry, said the head covering accommodates both Budlal's beliefs and Disney costume guidelines. She said it was one of several options Disney made after Budlal requested alterations to the approved covering. Last week, Budlal Budlal filed a complaint with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Are you done? I am done. (laughs) Okay. I the, uh, this I have been steaming over this news story all week. Um, I'll start out by saying Disney is right and this woman is wrong, but I think we got to scratch beneath the surface a little bit here as well, because as time is going on, we're learning more and more about this. That Disney has given her something she left out of the press conference that she held out in front of the Grand Californian. Uh, was that Disney had given her multiple options to try and accommodate her needs before suggesting that, before saying to her, okay, well, if these options aren't okay, then we'll give you a position for, because this, this was for the, the, the period of Ramadan, uh, is she wanted to wear the headscarf as a religious observance, which I understand, that's fine. But Disney said, okay, well, if none of these options are, are good enough, We'll give you a position uh, as room service cashier backstage for that period so that you can observe your your religious beliefs and we stay consistent with our our costuming. Well, that wasn't good enough. And then, of course, we hear who's involved in the picture but Local 11, the Unite Here Local that uh, represents uh, uh, the vast majority of cast members working at Disneyland, who have not had a contract for two years and are in these heated contract, have been in heated, protracted contract negotiations. 
And these are the guys who were staging all these strikes, all these demonstrations out in front of the hotel. Um, it looks to me as though the union is using this woman and this issue because they're the ones that told her to go public. And they even admitted that to the Los Angeles Times. Really? That they told her to go public with this because, of course, she brought it to the union, which is what she's supposed to do. And the union has taken this and is using it as a political football, knowing that we're in an environment right now, which I'm not going to get political, but we're in an environment right now where these types of issues, specifically regarding people of the Muslim faith, are very big news. You can't turn on a newscast without hearing about what's going on in New York right now. So... What this union is doing is so despicable, it defies logic. It's despicable. And the fact that this woman, who I do not believe is an, uh, an unwitting pawn in this, what she is doing is despicable. Every person who has ever worked for Disney knows this is a company who puts a very strict guideline on appearance. Up until a few years ago, male cast members could not have facial hair. Even though Walt did. Even though Walt did. And even now, the, the restrictions on that are, are really so tight. strict. Oh, so yeah. what do you do with someone you, whose religion says they're allowed to have a full beard? You, well, you know what? What you, well, what, 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 here, here's the thing. Is that if you are, if, if you, no, you don't. This is the whole thing. Disney's a private company. They don't have to. Because I said the person who allow is going to be the employee. Any of this, when, you, the, when you get hired, when you get hired, this is explained to you in mm -hmm. great detail. Got two people sitting at this table right now who were both hired by Disney at one point in their lives. There was a page in the I'm Disney lookbook just on the shape of your sideburns. Right. <laughs> exactly. Everything that you do as a Disney cast member on stage, and, and on stage is defined as any place where there are guests, your costume, your costume has to meet certain guidelines, your appearance has to meet certain guidelines, and you know this going in. So to wait until this young lady is a, was, a, uh, was born in Morocco and recently became a U.S. citizen. Correct. And apparently one of her first acts as a U.S. citizen is to sue. Okay, nice, nice, nice choice. She's been working for Disney for two years. She knew the rules. She knew the rules. What did she do last Ramadan? She didn't wear the headscarf. This is a new thing. And this is why I think the union is behind this. Didn't she say she found out when she became a citizen that she could request to wear it? She could that? request to wear it. No private organization is required to allow you anything like that. It's not required. The government can't discriminate against you for that. But a private employer is not required to allow you to wear a headscarf, a yarmulke, have a, a cross hanging outside your, your shirt, mm -hmm. anything like that. It's not required. It's not required. And Disney goes above and beyond all the time in trying to accommodate the needs, whether it be religious, social, or, or physical. Any special needs that people have, Disney tries very hard to be sensitive and accommodating, and they were sensitive and accommodating here. Because she knew they were never going to allow her to wear the headscarf. And showing up for work with a ton of reporters in tow, you ought to be, she, she should have been fired on the spot for that. And she, should, she still should be fired, in my opinion, for the way she's behaved. 
I think it's important to remember that Disney employees are cast members, and what they wear are costumes. That's why Disney sets such strict guidelines, because they're costumes. And if it, and if it wasn't for the fact that for the last 50-plus years, this company has bordered on anal retentive in terms of this issue and has applied this issue to every situation that has come along, this is not new. This is not something that's being applied just to this woman. This has been a company policy for years, decades, and everybody knows it. Disney is right. She is wrong. They should fire this woman, in my opinion. She should be fired for this, and the union should be ashamed of themselves because they are taking this issue and they are making it into something strictly to make Disney look bad, and that's exactly what they admitted to the Los Angeles Times. We know how sensitive Disney is about their public image, so we told her to go public. And that was a union representative who said that. They're pigs, absolute pigs. And I'm a, I'm a union guy. I'm a pro-union guy. But this is garbage. This is absolute garbage, and they ought to be ashamed of themselves. This story has been evolving all week, and this is the latest of it. And I wanted to bring the, the latest information. I mean, Disney has now changed their costume and created a head covering for her that she could wear that would still be appropriate to the costume, and she's still refusing to do it. Well, you know so what? Kick her to the curb. If you don't like the rules and the guidelines that were laid out for you when you signed up for this job, then you shouldn't have taken it. But she knew what the rules were, and this is all about trying to sue Disney. This is all about trying to make Disney look bad. This has nothing to do with fairness. This has nothing to do with religious freedom. This is all political BS. And the whole lot of them ought to be run out of town on a rail. Disney is right. This woman is wrong. Period. Okay. So how do you really feel? Oh, it's not, <laughs> it really angers me. Look, it angers me when Disney does boneheaded, stupid stuff. But... There are some issues, we've talked about this in the show before, there are some issues where really and truly they're above reproach. In my opinion, security, civic responsibility in terms of the money they raise for nonprofit organizations and their support of local charities, and in terms of being sensitive to the cultural and physical needs of their employees and their cast members, I really don't think there's an awful lot of room to criticize them on this. They really do try. They really do try. This is proof of it. And this is proof of it. This is exactly proof of it. And and that's why fair is fair. Fair is fair. Anybody, you you guys know, I don't shill for Disney. I'm not shilling for Disney. But this is just plain wrong. Just plain wrong. And some of the Islamic bloggers, some of the garbage they're spewing out there, uh, <laughs> I'd have, I have something to say about that, but I'm not going to. All right, well, let's move on to another news. Before we get a jihad we? against us. Exactly. We're a little close to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> and our final news story is Disney Wonder may sail to Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. boy, that, that, whole, that whole segment's nothing but a minefield, isn't it? It really is. That's fun. Good luck, Max. Really. <laughs> Disney Wonder may sail to Hawaii in 2012. Oh, this is exciting. According to the website StarAdvisor.com. I've already got my reservation. The 20, you have it in with your travel agent? Good for you. The 2,400-passenger Disney Wonder cruise ship is leaving Florida for the West Coast and might start sailing to Hawaii. Walt Disney Company is expanding its cruise ship business, and Hawaii is one of the destinations on its radar screen. 
Disney Cruise Line will move its 964-foot Florida-based Disney Wonder cruise ship to the West Coast next year, a move that will coincide with the opening of the company's new resort at the Co-Aloni... Damn, I'll practice it too. <laughs> In front of the mirror? <laughs> and on Oahu's leeward coast. You're such a guinea. <laughs> I was practicing it. Um, the Wonder initially, initially will be used for cruises up and down the west coast of North America, but Disney CEO Bob Iger recently mentioned Hawaii as a possible destination for future years. In future Bob Iger years, also said there are new discounts. Yeah. He made me spaz out. Yeah, he made it. He spaz out. He made made it happen. (laughs) We thought we had an opportunity to expand our horizons. No pun intended. Iger said at a June second presentation to stock analysts in New York, we're going to take advantage of that with Alaska, Southern California, and Mexico, parts of Europe, and maybe down the road, Asia or Hawaii. Although a Disney spokesman wouldn't comment on any of the company's cruise itineraries beyond 2011. The Hawaii State Department of Transportation confirmed that Disney has tentative bookings at Pier 2 in Honolulu Harbor in May and September of 2012. Mm. That's weird. I just dreamed last night that we went to Hawaii. Well, all I'm saying is this. (laughs) I'm on that inaugural cruise. I am on that inaugural cruise. There's a whole bunch of other information, but I thought the most important part was that we now that they have. Uh, Hold on, are you paying attention back there? We're on that inaugural cruise, May 2012. Is that they have actually held space at that pier? Now the the information that's being put out as well is that the where this pier is located, it's not big enough to build a terminal, so they don't believe that this is going to now be the um, the place where the Disney Wonder will stay and then cruise from. But however, it's probably going to be the first port that it lands after its uh, um, repositioning cruise, and then it'll be somewhere else where the, the ship will stay and then sail and then come back to the West Coast. So. so we're talking packages with the cruise ship and the resort, and all of that's open for possibility. I don't know logistically, I don't know logistically how how that would work, unless, I mean, I, I guess there are ways to do it, but... Yeah, let me off and pick me up on the way back. Uh, it doesn't, yeah, they, they, they don't do that. <laughs> I don't think they do that, but who knows? No, most likely what they will do is there'll be a repositioning cruise out, and then the cruises around Hawaii will include the option for a pre- or post-night. Right, yeah, it would have to be something Hawaii. like that, yeah. I think that's pretty exciting. Color me there, really? color me there. That would be so incredibly cool. Has anybody here ever been to Hawaii? Mm-mm. No. no. Nope, none of us. Kathy? I've been to the Polynesian. <laughs> well, I'm going to start surfing, so maybe no, that means... Yeah. <laughs> but I will tell you, in my dream, the islands were not at all what I thought. They were, like, run down and really drab for really? a lot of poor people. I mean, I've never been to Hawaii, so I don't know. That's Nassau, It was dear. awful. Really? That's Nassau. Wow. You were dreaming. <laughs> we're just going to offend globally today, right? Yeah. We're just going to go for it. This is our internationally offensive show. But apparently, according to the Imagination Movers, Hawaii is a fabulous place. That's why you you dreamed it. I think so. I've been watching this rerun over and over again. (laughs) I even know the songs. (laughs) Just scary. So very exciting news. Very, very exciting. And that's it for the news. All right. Thank you, John. We're going to move on to Rapid Fire, who would like to go first. I will. Teresa. Mine is just a fun little thing that um, when we were recently over at... The world and our little trip. It's little. Stella and I were shopping as we always do, and we found the cutest little collectible that has been there for 
a while now, but I, we just found them because we were mulling around and doing a lot of shopping. Um, they're little, tiny little figures. Is that mine? Tiny little figures, um, park icons. You get three in a pack. It's called Disney Collectibles, and for five ninety five, you get three little, three little, um, three little things that children can choke on. Well, it's just well, not you know what it is. It's what I like about it. It's cheap. It's five ninety five, unless you buy as many as I did. It's <laughs> it's small to take home from your trip. Yeah, T- doesn't take a lot of room. And boy, is it fun to play with when you get home. You line them all up and. See what you got. I mean, there's. I can totally see Stella loving these. Oh my gosh, we've got little Mister Incredible and little Mrs. Incredible, and you even have the Nemo shark. I know. Bruce is that his name? Yeah. Here's a little Dumbo. And we didn't out of the numerous packs I bought, I didn't get a lot of duplicates. Of course, we stood there for probably an hour feeling the little packages out, trying to figure out what was. Oh, in you them. can't see what's inside. No, you cannot see what you're getting. Oh. But you can, you know, they're all set out there so you can see what's in them. What you, what you might possibly get. So we were like, practice. Yeah, so we were like feeling the little shapes out, and Stella was hurling them back on the shelf. Okay, we already got that one. You know? I got to tell you, I am. It's getting harder and harder for me to resist starting that vinylmation stuff. Really? It really is. They I, freak me out because they put their. They have them everywhere. They're everywhere, and I just. It's like. It's like I must own them. It's like they're selling like, them at the no, turkey leg no, no. One of our <laughs> listeners wrote to me after I mentioned the fact that I wanted the white one with the little D on it. And wrote to me and told me I he had one and sent it to me and I sent him the two that I have. Well, that's what uh, we've talked about this on Facebook and on the boards and um, we're talking about having a little swap out. You know, if you get that's a fun. duplicate of something, and I like it because it's so tiny. See, that's something I would have been into as a child. Yeah. I would have loved. I mean, we're all into this <laughs> tiny stuff, and it's it's just I don't know. It's cool. And at five ninety five, that's something you can get your child and take home or get yourself. And multiple packs and take home. That means those that could be for your desk at work. Each. You need yeah. a little magic on your desk. There yeah. you go. One little monitor. But um, <laughs> that means they're two bucks each. Right. No, it's five ninety five. You get a whole pack of three. I'm going that way with it, Kevin. I like the way that sounds better. But anyway, I thought okay, it was you get really cool. Three for six dollars. <laughs> and we, f- I found them on eBay too. People are splitting up the packs and selling them for five bucks a piece. What? <sighs> Which I wouldn't do. But anyway, I think it's cool. It's fun. And cute. we found them on Main Street, and we also found them at Hollywood Studios. So, cool. Get out there so you can swap with me. Were, the, were those silly bands everywhere? Oh yeah. Those oh now. Oh, something else we found. They have now silly bands, mini ones for your finger, little things to sh- cut off the circulation on your finger. Nice. <laughs> Some lady gave the girls a sample at at the pop, and I forgot all about this. You're writing it's a small world, and your child's finger falls off. <laughs> and Stella's like, man, it's really tight. Like, yeah, your finger's turning red. That was something that uh, Kevin's nephew was looking for for his people back home. For his younger brothers. And it was like, Kevin's cousin nephew? Yeah, my cousin nephew. And it was a very big deal because they have Disney ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, Walmart has the same ones. They have the Disney shape like Yes, characters. they do. Okay. At half the price. Just that I'd throw that out there. But those cut off your circulation, too, if you got chubby wrists. I found that out. So, yeah. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Thank you, Teresa. <laughs> Julie? Um, this is about the new Rapunzel meet and greet. It's going to open in Disneyland on October 15th of this year. It's You can meet Rapunzel, obviously, and her love interest, Flynn Rider. It's in anticipation of the new movie, Tangle, that's coming out later this fall. And it's going to be located near Geppetto's Sweet Shop in Fantasyland. That movie looks cool. Have I wonder if they'll that? let you yeah. climb up her hair. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. 
It looked cool. Was that the same? Um, the pictures from Nancy's blog. Yeah. Was that the same? That's well. That's the, uh, the that's a concept of... art okay. for it. Yeah. It's cool looking though. Yeah, it is cool. I loved that story as a kid, so I'm glad that Disney finally did something with it. And as Nancy points out in the blog, that will be the first change to Fantasyland since its uh, rehab several years ago. So first hair themed attraction. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Corey? I should have probably saved this for the Universal show, but it just came online uh, for us last night. Universal is offering a two-day park-to-park with Halloween Horror Nights combo ticket. This uh, lets you into both parks for two days within a 14-day consecutive period and allows you to go to Halloween Horror Nights within that period, except for Saturday nights. The ticket is $184.99. So that includes a two-day, two-park. Which is about $100. uh, dep- uh, this is all ages. The one eighty four ninety nine is for all ages. The a general admission for Halloween Horror Nights is seventy five dollars. Uh, two day, two park, Universal for an adult is one thirty five. For a child, it's one twenty two. So you do save some money with uh, with this combo ticket. But it's out there. This is an online exclusive offer, so you can't get this at the gate. Only online. And Dreams and Limited Travel is offering this. How long are the two days good for? They have to be consecutive days. Within fourteen, within fourteen days. Oh, that's good. Within fourteen consecutive days. Okay, I thought it was like you had to go Monday and mm-hmm. then to the party that night, and then Tuesday to the next day. No, and the same thing with Halloween Horror Nights. You know, you can go pick any Halloween Horror Night uh, within that fourteen days to go to, except Saturday nights. This is not valid for Saturday nights. So it doesn't have to be one of the days you go to the park. Right. It can be a separate night. Yes, oh, that's cool. Other than the two days. So it actually becomes like a three-day ticket. Then. Yeah, really. Halloween Horror Night starts at six thirty p.m. So a two and a half day ticket. Two and a half, and a half day ticket. Are we all going this year? No. Oh, have nice, fun, no. Julie. I just, I'd rather go to the Sea World thing with you, Teresa. I don't like being scared. I'd rather buy silly bands, to be honest with you. Oh my God, Pete! Yeah, and cut off our circulation all yeah, night. I've already got my tickets. <laughs> got my tickets. I'm all set. Where did it go? Nothing. I mean, I love it. You hear Grace screaming. It's just that—that that would be me. Blog that happened in the <laughs> room. <times>. It did. <laughs> but I can make other people ever scream. All right. Thank you, Corey. Kevin. I have a couple of rumors. Yeah. Uh, the first rumor was that we heard that they were not going to allow guests in before seven o'clock with your Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party tickets. We assume that transferred over to the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. We purchased our tickets the other day, actually yesterday, for the first night of Halloween Horror Nights. And the person who sold us... No, no, no. Sorry, not Halloween Horror Nights. Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And we asked, is this good? He said, yes, it's absolutely good for entrance at 4 p.m. Oh, okay, good. Okay. The second one is, it's already been on our boards and stuff like that. We all know that uh, It's a Small World is down for rehab, and Disney's take on this is that they're redoing the queue. Now, I'm not sure what they're going to redo to it. The queue for It's a Small World is sidewalk and railing. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's not real fancy. So it's a really lengthy rehab. However, folks are finding... uh, small world souvenirs throughout the park and the souvenir there's a mug and a magnet and a t-shirt from what i understand and alice in wonderland and alice and the mad hatter are in the uh, in the graphic and peter pan is flying over it so there's some speculation that this rehab won't just be for the queue and that the folks who are going to see it's a small world 
after the rehab are going to find those Disney characters that they stuck in there erroneously in California, stuck in ours, too. Interesting. (laughs) You're not happy about it. I'm not happy about it at all, and neither is Mary Blair's family. They fought this in California. Yeah. Kathy? The the rumor about what's going on is they're supposed to be switching the entrance with the exit. Because apparently now, when you have an ECV, you have to go in through the exit. Yes, that's true. A wheelchair also. So they're saying that they're going to redo it so now ECVs and those type can go in through the entrance. So I don't know if they have enough time to, to do all that, but that's the other. That makes more sense because I feel bad because they are, there's an obvious lane that you're supposed to use when you're nobody exiting. And nobody stays in that lane. You have people coming down with their wheelchair or their ECV, and <laughs> there are people right in their way. They're in their lane. You get a little moment there, I was didn't gonna, you? I was going to say, I moment. always say EVC because that's what he said, right? Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure I got the letters right. <laughs> so she comes to a screeching halt in the middle of her sentence. <laughs> Electric Farley cart. Electric Farley cart. Scooter. All right. Is that it, Kevin? That, those are my two rumors. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Johnny. Kevin Stallmine. <laughs> yeah. Ha ha ha! That's a scary Halloween party. You can't get in at four o'clock. <laughs> Just gonna repeat wow. it. Gonna repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For those of you who had a moment during Kevin's, sure. <laughs> Kathy. The Disney Dream is due to float out of the um, the shipyard, the Meyer Weft Werft shipyard, October thirtieth. It's going. If anybody's been watching the website, um, it's going to float out backwards, and it goes down the canal. And it's going to the Netherlands then to be finished. They're going oh. to pick up a vet. We, I was yeah. just going to uh, say. We just send them to go spy on it. I, I bet you know if that is going to be like stalking that ship, like Nancy was stalking a bus out in California. Just <laughs> swim out to it. I have a feeling that will be on the ship. We're going to see pictures of her with a hard hat or something. That'd be cool. But they, they <laughs> apparently they also have to wait for the height of the canal or the river that they're floating down. So there may be a delay or whatever. I guess they have to have so much water, you know, obviously, so that the boat floats. All right, Yvette, get out there and get us pictures. And the other thing is um, there's a new children's play area opened up on Castaway Key, Spring a Leak. So that opened up over the weekend. So there's a new thing to do out on Castaway Key. And it pretty much looks like if you go to Epcot and they have those areas where the water shoots up. (laughs) Spring a leak. That's exactly what it looked like. They have those soft, squishy pads and the Mm -hmm. water shooting up out of the fountains. But kids love those. They do love it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's what it looks like. Gosh, I hope Ferris is walking by then. He'll love it. (laughs) He loves the water. He could crawl out there. He's in swim lessons now. He's so cute in the water. Cool. Well, thank you, Kathy. Walter. Uh, to meet the demands of uh, the free dining package, Chef Mickey's at the Contemporary Resort has added character lunch buffets on select dates through September. We're going to have that on the site. I was talking to Leah this morning. Um, Any idea what they're serving? Eggs. Eggs. Waffles. <laughs> Waffles. breakfast. <laughs> A whole lot of fruit. <laughs> oh, that should be interesting. I, I want to check that out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We enjoyed breakfast when we had the breakfast. The, the, the character breakfast there. Okay, the time was the only thing we had to enjoy. It was a good breakfast. We all agreed it was a good breakfast. He, you're so jaded. 
He's so jaded. It's sad. I've been there for breakfast. I enjoy it, but then I'm up at that hour of the morning. Goofy's so. Kitchen in yeah, California serves a better breakfast. Oh, yeah. If yeah, I was staying here. there, I, I would enjoy it more, but we had to drive from... You know, downtown Orlando area all the way to... Pete oh, <laughs> had to drive the same amount of time. You weren't staying? No, I was staying there. Oh. So, yeah. he, he I, I, I summoned you. We were parking. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I summoned you. Yeah. <laughs> I have a religious belief that I can't be out at that hour. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, oh, Pete's Lord. about to tell you this is a private company. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to wear a hair job. <laughs> a what? I don't know. What is it called? <laughs> a hair job? A hair job. <laughs> It's like he's getting his hair done or something. <laughs> Put one of them airplanes on his head. <laughs> or getting something inappropriate done to his hair. It's a hair job with a happy ending. <laughs> oh, okay. no. And that will do it for Rapid Fire. <laughs> All right, we will move on to our first segment. I have a brief update to my uh, All-Star Music Review. Um, I had the opportunity to grab a family suite for a night. And since I really hadn't been in one over at the All-Star Music, I wanted to check it out, especially uh, after we hear from Teresa on her experience over at the Pop with four people. Now, it should be noted that the price of these family suites range anywhere from, I believe the rack rate was running anywhere from $189 uh, to a high of like 339 a night, which... Anybody who pays $339 a night at the All-Star for anything needs to have their head examined. But uh, I wanted to check it out, and we did yesterday, and we've uh, actually added it to the video. I needed to go back over and shoot some more video, too. I wasn't happy with how the video for the All-Star music came out. So um, we're going to have that video going up with this show. Uh, And Walter and I checked it out. We were really surprised by how nice... It was amazing. This been, place, well, I think they're great. And we got it. We got it for a hundred and nineteen dollars. And like I said, the rack rate's one eighty nine, but the discounts available right now. I think I was a Florida resident that I booked. Yeah. Uh, was one nineteen, but it was that rate for annual pass holders as well. Now, see something like that. That kind of discount for an annual pass holder makes it worth getting the annual pass just for a week. What in sleep six? There was two bathrooms. Two full baths. Yep, two full baths. Amazing. Kitchenette. And, and the thing, I, Teresa didn't go with you, did she? No. Because you would have cried. No, that's what I said. That's what I was saying yesterday. She would have killed herself. Because the main bedroom has a queen bed. It's right? a queen bed. A queen bed in it. And in the in For the me? in the living in the living room. <laughs> you were complaining. In the living room. Uh, I was recording. It, may yeah, I go finish? Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, in the living room, the sofa pulls out, and the chair both pull out, yeah. and then. Walter actually discovered that the ottoman right. co- turns into a single bed. The chair and the ottoman turn each turn into singles. The uh, sofa turns into a double. Yep. And so you can really sleep six people in this in this unit. And it was a lot of space. I don't know what the square footage on it was. I want to say it was around 600 square feet. Somewhere on the side, I think we've got pictures. We do. Where uh, we went, uh, Bob went, I think, too, with us. Yeah, we he went. We, we opened up all of those, right. and we took a photo of the before and after the steps. I stayed there, too. That was one of my first hotel re- uh, reviews. And I even with the even with this, the stuff open, there was enough room to get around. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, well done. Very well done. And, Pete, I did go back and check my early emails from Dan, my agent. 
when in the early stages of my pl- trip planning, and he did mention All Star, and it, for what the dates we were looking at then, it priced out at thirty two hundred. Yeah, uh, with with that, it's ex- with, the, with 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 the dining plan. with dining and tickets and also that was yeah. out of my range. That's why we didn't go back to that. Yeah, it's I, I, I'll tell you, it I was stunned at how uh, how comfortable it was. Uh, just how comfortable it was. Yep, that's exactly what it looked like. Corey's showing me pictures. It's very girl school dormitory. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's very functional. It is, and it has a nice little kitchenette with uh, a refrigerator, <laughs> a microwave, sink. I think it looked like a World War II hospital. It was it was comfortable. <laughs> Put those beds <laughs> out. And then also, I mean, you think about it. This is for the family that can't afford two rooms, even at those prices. Which I think a lot of uh, that's a lot of families right. are in that. Even at the well, prices you mentioned, it's still less than two rooms. No, it's, compar- actually, it's actually a little bit more than two value rooms. Just a little bit more than two values. Even at one eighty nine in value season. Mm-hmm. I thought. Okay, I thought. But you got that microwave and you got that fridge. I think more than the fact that it's people can't afford two rooms. A See, lot of I families don't want two rooms. You know, they don't want a wall and a door between them. No, we do. I'm sorry. Did I say that? I have. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it, it doesn't work for all families if you've got a, It wouldn't a work for us. Right. We would have to have this. I need this refrigerator. I need the sink. I need the microwave. And it also has two TVs, which is nice. Right. Does it have a closet to put your husband yeah, in? Yeah, no. So actually, uh, during, during peak season, during holiday season, 327 a night. Uh, for the family suites uh, during value season, it looks like it's about one ninety a night, um, and it varies anywhere in there. But apparently, there are a lot of a lot of discounts on these right now. I just don't think they have a lot of them. Do we know how many they no, actually? No, there's have? not a lot of them. And what were the rumors we're hearing is remember they're going to turn a lot of the other part of Pop Century. I thought it was uh, the, the Sarajevo section. Well, I, I thought it was the uh, Art of Disney animation yeah. was going to be. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, right. the, oh, yeah. the other part of Pop Century that they never completed. Is it's going to be a lot of these. Excuse me. Is that when you're leaving Pop? Is that what you see on your left as you're pulling out? It's the one that the looks like building. behind the trees. And all, yeah. Okay. It's like an abandoned. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mental hospital. They yeah. originally started to build the second half to Pop Century, and in the middle decided not to finish it. And it's, it's very Shutter Island like that. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> And back to the, the family suites, they also had a nice room service menu. So that if you wanted to order a pizza, we did pizza and salads and things so that you could, it, you know, it's more expensive than a normal place, but you could eat in your room that you couldn't do in, you know, like some of the other rooms. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you, because the food court yesterday when we were over there, Looked, it was ridiculous the number of people you'll see in the video. Yeah. It was like I, I do think they're far from the main building. No, it wasn't bad. We were yeah, in the jazz building. Bad. Yeah, no, we we're in the jazz building. That's how far. <laughs> I know. I'm looking. Who's going to do? But I thought they were conveniently located to the parking lot, which is good. Where a lot of the units, no, the I, I stars are a hike from the parking lot. These guys were kind of close to the parking lot. No, I mean we when we were in the when we did the original review back in May, we were in the uh, the Rock Building and we had no trouble. Uh, I mean, we were right near the parking lot as well. So I don't know, I don't know. I just know that it was it was a very comfortable room, nice size room, and if you can get that room for under two hundred bucks a night, take it, take it, even if there's only three or four of you. Um, 
It's it's really nice, especially with kids. Uh, that resort in particular with kids, I think, is great. So I just wanted to add that little tidbit onto the end of my review because I got a chance to check it out. So just wanted to put that out there. And with that out of the way, we're going to talk to Teresa about her $2,500 challenge back in January. We issued Teresa a challenge, $2,500 to plan and execute a family vacation at Disney World for herself, her husband, and, and two of her three children because Max no longer counts. I just say the two that count. The two that matter. God, I can feel bad. The two in the will. <laughs> I was thinking it's because he didn't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I, 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 I caved on that because he got to go to uh, the Mediterranean. Just think, Max, someday all those little plastic tchotchkes are going to be yours. <laughs> no, actually, those were good. Max was dancing around the house like risky business. <laughs> and baking cakes. <laughs> and cooking and creating some funky smells when we got home. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But Anyway, yeah, we went. We came back. We had a good time. Well, thanks for that, Teresa. We're going to move on. They went, they saw, they got the T-shirt. That's right. We have matching shirts, though none of us wear them on the same day. Thank God. <laughs> well, Kelvin's is blue. Stella and I got pink. But anyway, we started out um, Sunday. was our check-in day, the 15th. We loaded up, before we left the house, um, we loaded up any perishables, fruit, stuff like that that was going to go bad that I knew Max wasn't going to eat to take with us for snacks. So we had quite a bit of snack food when we headed out. We checked in about 3 o'clock. Everybody was immediately starving. Um, check-in was very painless. I had done the pre-check-in online. And um, so we... Isn't that a brilliant process? It was. And it, it's not like... I kept thinking, you got to do it the day before, but you could do it several days out. I mean, I don't remember the number. No, I, I believe it's uh, 72... Like oh, no, within 10 days. Within 10, 10 days. days. Yeah, because I was... Oh, and my God. Yeah. I don't know if it's just we've gotten lucky... But every time I've done the online check-in, regardless of what time I arrived at the hotel, because when we got over to All-Stars yesterday to get the family suite, I did the online check-in the day before. Uh, but every time that we've gotten to the hotel, no matter what time it is, our room was ready. Yeah. And this time, I mean, it was no exception. We got there at 8 o'clock in the morning, 8.30 oh, wow. in the morning. And no, it was 9 o'clock. It was 9 o'clock in the morning. The room was ready. It's cool. like, oh, cool. Really? Well, we got there about 3 Lobby was hopping with hula hooping and music from all the decades. And and there's something about the value resorts where apparently the lobby has to be like Ellis Island on a backup day. I mean, it was just crazy. It was well, ours was okay. I mean, it was it was orderly, but there was a lot of people mulling about with their luggage and their 300 children or whatever. It was pretty cool. So we checked in. We went to our room. We were in the 60s, um, third floor. We parked. Went, they told us where to park, and we, I said, first, let's just take a few things, find our room, then we'll go back and get the rest of our things. When we first got to, we decided to take the elevator, which we waited forever because apparently at that, they didn't tell us that the building was under construction and rehab. And when the elevator opened up, it was full of carpeting coming out. <laughs> and they were supposed to stick to one elevator and the guests of the other, but they were using both elevators most of the time. So... Anyway, we got to our room. Now, didn't they make you sign something? No, there was a little um, disclaimer paper that came in our little packet that said, um, you know, if due to construction or um, whatever's going on, there's, you know, basically 
you're out of luck. This is the way it is. But they didn't tell us. I mean, I knew going in that there was some um, rehab going on. That's messed up. Okay. But I didn't know that it was going to be in my building. I assumed it was going to be this building is being fixed, but it was the entire floor above me. The entire fourth floor was under construction, and we were on the third floor. And where do they get off telling you too bad? Uh, see, that this, this is what bothers me, is that if you're doing construction, you should not have guests anywhere near that. Well, the view from our window was the staging area for what they were taking out of the building and what they were bringing in the building. So our preferred room, which I paid, what, 10 bucks extra a day, got me on the outside of the L of one of the 60s buildings looking at the little courtyard area where the they were bringing stuff in and out. That's messed up. So That's what you prefer to see. <laughs> but it was close to the pool. so And a smoking area, which Kelvin really liked. So um, I wasn't going to complain. I said, well, somebody's got to stay in this room. It might as well be me. I was just <laughs> trying to be so nice about it. I didn't... This is the way I started I wouldn't have out. Been, I would have been right down at the front desk. Okay, well, that, that comes later. So we went down and used our little keys to the kingdom and used our little food credits. Key to the world. Key to the world. Is it the key, key to the world? It's the key to the world card. You keep calling it key to the kingdom. It's key What's to the key world. to the kingdom? Isn't oh. it? It's something else. It's not this. It's, it's the key to the world It is little. It's a little card. Like a little it's the same card. size as everyone else's. Okay, well, it's little <laughs> for me. So anyway... We went down, and we had our little um, quick service meal, which was really good. Um, Kids had chicken, basic food, burger, hot dog. Um, Sunday, that was Sunday. And then, Pete, you had invited us over for the Illuminations cruise, Mm -hmm. which we went over to um, the beach club to meet them. And when we checked into the beach club through the gate, I showed my ID, and I told them why I was there. And the lady at the guardhouse said, oh, I see you're staying at Pop." And then she made some little remark about coming to see how the other half lives at the beach club. Did she really say that? Well, she was just kind of kidding. Just but didn't... still. Yeah, it's like really. saying, hey, chief skater, you don't have any money. <laughs> so anyway, it was kind of fun. So, so it was like saying, I'm so sorry for you. Really? I'm sorry you're at the pop. I see you're staying at the pop. And then she said something. Like, oh, they have, we have Storm Along Beach. You have a big pool. Oh, no, big it's pool. a big hole in the ground. A big, big cement <laughs> hole in the ground with water in it. But anyway, that was fun. Spending the evening with y'all. And um, day two, we decided we're gonna. That was gonna be our Animal Kingdom day. And I had plans to every morning be there for rope drop at the resort at the parks because we had never done that before. Living across town, we're usually lucky if we're there by eleven, and we're lucky if we're there. Still by 11 <laughs> when we're in the parks. It's just not cut out for my family. I tried it every day, and it never happened. We got there at 9, 9.15, but never right at right at with the other people. Um, Animal Kingdom was great. We had a good day there. Um, we didn't spend any money in the parks that day. I tried to be conservative, John, not spend my money. It wasn't just about what you spent. It was what you spent it on. I have to right. approve all of your purchases. Oh, was it? Okay. Well, here's Some my of those shirt. that aren't going to count. Oh, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so you didn't tell me that. So you guys didn't eat? No, we used um, dining credits. Oh, yeah, yeah. credits at Animal Kingdom. And I was thinking, poor Stella, poor Grace. For like sodas and, and drinks and stuff? Mm-hmm. We took bottled water with us because we brought it from home out of our own pantry. So, And we filled them, refilled them back up in the parks. So that day um, was also the day we had the Disney and the Pop food court. 
which was cool. We met a lot of nice people. I met Cheshire Figment, and he is a wealth of information. Isn't he? He just, I wish I had taken notes. He just, he's just spewing information out at me. And I know I was sitting with my mouth open going, man, where's my notepad? But that was a lot of fun. Met a lot of fun people. We spent 50 cents there. Still got 50 cents to play a game. And the girls did their two snack credits that night. Okay, but while we were there, Mike, who is Irish dad times four on the boards, gave me the courage to, and talked me into it, because they're staying there too. And he was talking about his non-preferred room with his flat screen and his little curtain and how he was having a good time at the pop. And I'm over there living in the 60s. Literally. Literally living in the 60s. And he gave me the courage to go up front and say, you know what, this isn't good for me. This is not working. Because when we came back from the Animal Kingdom, I was going to get lay across the bed and get a little rest before we had to go to the meet. And it ended up thinking that they were drilling holes in the ceiling above me. They were me. jackhammering. They, over, right over our heads. <laughs> right over our heads in the middle of the afternoon. Like, no, I'm sorry. They should not have guests in those rooms. That's absolutely, absolutely out of the question. Especially in a resort like this where there's the flexibility of having a building that's empty. Right. I realize it's not financially the best thing you want to do, but you can do it. You can close down a whole building and then rehab it. I really or even a wing. Were. Just close down a wing right. of yeah. a building. You know? But it was the whole fourth floor was oh. being worked on. So I called down to the front desk and I said, look, this is not working for me. And two seconds later she said, fine, we'll... We have a room for you if you want to come down and get your new keys. And I said, great. So I told everybody, pack everything up. We're leaving. And we had reservations at 8 o'clock for Kona. And this was about 6.30 when all this started going down. So I said, we got to get in the new room and get settled before we go to Kona. So they're throwing crap together by scooping stuff off the shelf. Because I, when I went, when we first inhabited the room, I took everything out. It was like I was living there. You know, everything was mm. unpacked, snacks organized. And so they had to, like, shove it all in these bags. They get back, um, I get back with the keys to the room and a gentleman to help us move. And we crammed it all in the little cart and took off towards the 50s. <laughs> She's going back in time. I'm going back in time. We get to the 50s. We're on the ground floor, closer to the pool than we were before, the main pool. And um, on a nice little walk where there wasn't a lot of activity, I really like that. We open the door and we're all standing there silent. And both of the girls said, it looks just like the last room. I said, yes, it does, but there's no noise over our head. You know, that was the main reason mm-hmm. I wanted to move. They were looking for the flat screen TV and the cute little curtain that everybody else had that we didn't get. We were still not in a room that had been redone, but it was at least quiet. So that was good. But by the time we left there and headed towards Kona, Stella was in tears from lack of food because we hadn't eaten since Animal Kingdom. And... She weeped her way over to Kona and cried through half the meal. I get the same way. She was just... And I'm grown. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they were very good about getting us seated and, Poor thing. you know, bringing her a glass of chocolate milk instantly. Because as we were walking to our table, I turned to the server and said, get her a glass of milk quick. Get her something because she's, you know, she was melting down. And I knew she was, you know, it was only going to get worse. So that was cool. Um, day two ended and... We did a lot of swimming at the pool, which we both, we, we tried both two of the pools. We never got over to the 90s section. But the main pool is very nice, big, not a lot of features to it. They've got the little flowers squirting out water, like little showers on the corners. But the girls were disappointed there wasn't a slide of any kind. But I guess the values, none of the values have that, I don't believe. No. They're all, no. 
So that one, you know, that was kind of a disappointment for them. But I just sit on the side and dangle my feet, so I was cool with anything. Day three was supposed to be Epcot, and it didn't happen. And I'm okay with that. We started out with a plan to do each, you know, we had a plan going into this, but we didn't really follow it. And I just realized our family's not the kind to stick to, you know, how some people go in and they've, you can't waver from what we have on this piece of paper, but we we were all over the place. So we hung out, hung out at the resort that day. Kelvin did go back to Epcot, or not, not Epcot, back to Animal Kingdom with Walter for the morning while we hung out and went shopping. That was a big spending day. I think I ended up about $112 that day, John. Got my lovely T-shirt. Uh, I also went down and took the park tickets that we had. I was going to ask you about that. Did you do the thing where you took them off the card? I did. I took them. I did that actually before we switched rooms. And um, I was surprised. I had it in my head. I've never done this before. I had it in my head. They were going to hand me 20 little one-day tickets. But you don't. You get, <laughs> well, you know, I'm thinking four tickets. That was what it was. But it was four four-day tickets. You thought you were going to get your change in pennies? I don't know. what. I, I had no idea. I'd never done that before. When you get your annual pass, do they give you 365 tickets? tickets? Yes. You didn't get that? Oh, I did. I wanted to know if you did. I did, too. So, But anyway, I had never done this before, so I was a little, you know, okay, this is interesting. Well, then you guys got gypped. Should have been way more. 15 months? Yeah, really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. They give you the equivalent of the ticket that's on there. So right. So we have, and... yeah, four little cards each one with four days on it one for a child and three adults she said put them in a safe place and i did and i left them in the first room and i woke up the next morning my first morning in the new room i woke up at 5 a.m and i knew i had left them lying on top of the dresser and i'm trying to what am i going to do how am i going to get those tickets back because she said keep the little piece of paper that'll show you that you had them well the paper was with the tickets laying on top of the dresser right they usually give you a piece of paper in case you lose them well i put it together and laid it right up there so um i was trying to figure out i called the front desk they were saying housekeeping hadn't been in the room yet they called me after their morning meeting at ten thirty, and before that happened grace woke up and said take the uh key that you have to the old room you didn't give her and go back and get them it's probably still good so I sent Mac, not Max, I sent Kelvin back over there early morning. I said, go back over there, try to get in the room. And there, sure enough, he got in, fine, got the tickets back. So that was good. I was scared I lost him forever. So um, that was the day we stayed at the resort. And I'm trying to think what else fun things happened that day. Lanuba never happened. We just ran out of time. We still had money to go, and I had planned to go. But there's a lot to create. You can't cram all this stuff in one day. It's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a lot different planning than it is executing. Exactly. It is yeah. a lot different. I mean, we had... Did you ever read the threads on the board when somebody will say, I have breakfast at Animal Kingdom, I have lunch at MGM, I have dinner in the Magic Kingdom, and we're going to go to Epcot Extra Magic Hours, and yeah. you think to yourself, yeah, you go ahead, good luck. That does and not up, sound fun. Up until this week, I thought, okay, they're staying on property. They can do that. Well, I stayed on property, and we couldn't do it. I don't know if it's just my slacker family or what, but... Did you drive everywhere, or did you use Disney transportation? Um, Kelvin did the transportation to go back to Animal Kingdom, and it was quick and painless, and I figured if he could do it, absolutely anybody could do it. <laughs> so, oh, <man>. well, <laughs> am I right, Walter? 
No, it was absolutely painless. And I would have to say, if Kelvin could do that on his say, own, most, you could send Stella. Most people on vacation could probably end up doing it. Yes, though. definitely. I mean, he was the one to test it, and he tested it, and anybody could do it. Couldn't be easier. They have no. a whole list of where you, what number you go to, and they pick you up, boom. And I drew him a little map, so that helps. So, anyway. <laughs> so, what his name is, underwear. And That's right. <laughs> but, um, no, we drove um, everywhere. It was just easier for us because we never, I don't know. And once again, I had intentions of doing the bus, but I'd sent Kelvin off on that mission, and it worked for him. So, But um, anyway, so we were going to go to um, Magic Kingdom was my favorite day. That was day four. It's also Kelvin's least favorite because that's his least favorite park. What's wrong with him? Okay. Okay. There's, there, Walter. The, he, or, yeah, yeah. There's a. There's a. Uh, the list is. Never mind. <laughs> that's just. I've never heard anybody say that was their least favorite part. When we first before. The, we that, moved that's here. not the magic family. Okay. Just <laughs> let's be clear. This is not a family that embraces magic. Before we moved here, we unless it's like orchids and from there. We really? didn't like it either. No. Mm-mm. It's only after I moved here that I started going there. I say I'm all about. Well, Walter, you can you can shed light on this. Why? What what, what about the Magic Kingdom? Well, it's just. Uh, I'm sorry. There's no animals or plants. Yeah. The Animal Kingdom has a lot more of the stuff that we would like. I don't know if there's anything against. The Magic I don't need Kingdom. to stand on a darkened, heavily heavily humid path looking at birds and plants and plants and trying to get that specimen you're not supposed to get and wrap it up in a piece of paper towel and take it home. This is what uh, I I, I, I feel your pain. Hilarious! He he almost I I I would have gone to jail for many many years when we were uh, we did a a a cruise down in the Caribbean and we were in uh, what was it Honduras? Oh, did you get some pretty orchids? And but and yes, and sticks them in a cigarette one of my empty cigarette packs and puts it in my luggage. Mm -hmm. And then we find out later on that somebody who did that got like sixty years in federal prison for doing it. I know I was a probation officer. How bad would that look? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's go back to love. Back to Mexico and the tiny shells you shoved in the empty tampon. Can I say that? Empty tampon container. You just did. And repackaged it and brought me back across the border with it. Oh, <gasps> wow. So anyway, no, Kelvin, Magic King was not his cup of tea. But the rest of us were in our element. A lot of rides, a lot of shopping, a lot of classic Disney. So what did Kelvin do all day when he was in the Magic Kingdom? Did he just sulk? No, he was with us, but he just... You know, he said we always do the same things there every time we go. But we didn't. We didn't do Small World this time because we couldn't. Did you enjoy that uh, Mr. Tom Morrow's back on the... Oh, my gosh, yes. Mm -hmm. I read that thing, like I think, four times. Okay, you're the only person on the planet getting excited that the announcement is back to saying... And it's in a a good place now. Yeah, it's where you go into the... It's as you're going into Space Mountain. Loads of people. There was a whole big... I about flew out of the cart when he said, oh, my gosh. And Stella's going, it's back, it's back. Oh, so, okay. I mean, it's a, it's a small thing. I have to teach you how to do drugs. <laughs> so tell us about some of the places where you ate. Right? Well, Good Magic food. Kingdom Day um, was the only day that we st- stuck, we used our credits, I think, as they were supposed to be used. We had a quick service meal, we each had a snack, and then we each had a dinner. So we used four of each, you know, four table, four quick, and four snack. That was the only day we actually stuck to that plan um other days um 
Well, the day we stayed at the resort, we had dinner at Yachtsman Steakhouse, our first time. I enjoyed it. Kelvin enjoyed it immensely. The girls could have cared less until dessert came with a little puzzle box for Stella. They were not enjoying it. It wasn't anything special to them. So I feel like I kind of wasted. Well, how was the kids' menu for Stella there? Was it like... It's the same. It was... It wasn't... The the kids' menu overall was lacking for her. I feel that way, too. So they didn't have, like, a mini steak or, like, a mini fish? No, or they had broiled chicken. Oh, yummy. <laughs> um, and But they did fix Grace a piece of chicken. She didn't like anything on the menu. They did fix her just a plain chicken breast, which she enjoyed. But overall, the kids' menu, Stella lived on either chicken or pizza all week. Teresa, didn't you say they're pretty much all the same? They're all the same, That's yeah. That's the biggest complaint we've, we have. Every one of them. And I don't see that, I don't know. I know everybody in the package has to have the dining or not the dining, which really sucks because the dining worked for me and Calvin. But at some places, like Yachtsman, it was a waste, and I just felt like we were throwing away food because Stella really wasn't eating it. She was waiting for the dessert that came off, you know, three times out of four. She was getting my dessert, and I was getting her. Except for the carrot that she chose to make her pet. That was bizarre. She had, like, a pet carrot. It was really quite disturbing. Okay. (laughs) We're in Yachtsman, okay? We're sitting there, and we had just ordered. And Grace looks out the window, and she said, there's Uncle Pete. And I said, where, where? And I'm like, oh, my God, duck. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be here. So she sees Pete. She goes, oh, like, oh, yes, because I'm gonna get, you're going to be in trouble for being caught on Disney property. Who was the one that sent you there? So, I'm sorry. Who? So she shoves me out of the way. Who? Who sent you, who sent you on this little mission? Was it John? Who? Peter. Okay. okay. So she Play shoves me out of the way. Me, Missy. And she... Runs out there, and I can see you, and I'm thinking, she's not going to make it because you're just getting ready to put your cigarette out. I could see you. And then all of a sudden, I see Pete turn around and go, do this really surprised face, which was really cool. And so we didn't know you were eating there that night. That was a spur of the moment thing. very last minute for us, yes. So that was kind of cool. I ran into you. But as they were leaving, or one of us, you'd come over to talk to us, and our food had been taken away, and we were waiting for a dessert. And on Stella's plate was like three little carrots had been cooked, but they were still in the shape of a carrot with a little green stem. And she, as they took her plate away, she kept one of the carrots and was playing with it at the table. Like disturbingly. <laughs> well, no, she was like dancing it around and, you know. As I said, disturbingly. Well, she must have seen Veggie Tales before. Yeah. <laughs> but she just thought it was the cutest little carrot and she wanted to keep it, but it never went home, so... We left it That's what table. you think. <laughs> Is it rots under her bed? <laughs> really? But that night we did... Um, <laughs> Mr. Carrot died, but he's still part of the family. <laughs> Down there with Grace's bacon. But that night we did order a few things. And a lot of times at the table service we did order extra, so it did cost us a little extra. Yeah, so when we both got the lobster bisque. And Is that not? It was wonderful. It's amazing. It's it, it was great. It's it give you a heart attack, but it's just yeah. out of this world. It was good, and we um, had some drinks that weren't on the the plan. And um, the same thing at Kona, we'd had a few things, some appetizers that weren't on the plan. So we did pay out of pocket almost at every table meal, and that is where a big portion of the money I spent went was on tips and little extra items at the t- at dining. Which I think everybody would do, but 
you know. But anyway, so that worked out well. Um, Hollywood Studios Day, we ate at 50s. Primetime had an excellent cast member, Joey, cousin Joey, took care of us, forced corn down Calvin's throat, which I absolutely loved. Had a good time with that. Um, all in told, our, um, our tickets, our room, and our dining came to 163607 I spent $374.17 while we were there. Um, came back with 487.20 and somewhere along the way $2.56 disappeared. I don't know if it's in the bottom of my purse or what, but Calvin took it. Calvin took it. Stella bought a new carrot. The last morning, yeah. the last morning um, we had we still had 3 quick service credits left and 13 snacks. Wow. Yeah. This happens a lot though. We hear this all the time. And so we went and we Got three breakfasts at at the pop and split them, you know, among as well as some of it. And then we went back right before we left and loaded up on the snacks for the trip home across town. <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen snacks, but they changed drivers on the way home too. But what what amazed me? Looking at other people, one guy had like nine bottles of water on his tray. Some woman had nothing but candy. I stood, and the, and the place was swarming with people with trays of snacks. Because they were checking out. Yep. And I looked around and thinking, okay, let's think about what we're going to get here. You know, I don't want candy. I don't need bottled water. I don't want to waste it on that. But they had things like boxes of wheat thins and boxes of Ritz crackers, which was actually more than one snack. We like feed two people. So I got quite a few boxes of crackers. We did get a little bit of fruit. Um, we got a couple bottles of lemonade, maybe. But we walked out with some, you know, fairly good snacks, I thought. We used every credit we had, and, um, you know, but we didn't eat them during the week. I don't know why. I kept thinking in the parks we would be eating the snacks, using the snack credits, but we didn't use them a lot. I don't think, for for my family, the dining plan is worth it for the children that I have. I don't think we got our money's worth with Grace or Stella. Yeah, but you got to remember dining was free. I know, but I'm just, but still, it, I mean, for, for this instance, it worked. Yeah. But if I had to pay for it. Right. Right, you know, and that's the thing is free dining is worth it because even if you had to pay for stuff out of pocket for the ones who weren't eating, you know, it's, it wasn't a big deal. But yeah. you guys got your meals. So it's funny as we started this out, you almost thought you couldn't do it. Yeah, you thought I, this is impossible. I need more money. I can't do it for twenty five hundred. And you came home with money. We did, and there was a lot of things. You know, we could have done some extra things. You know, we could have done Lanuba, but we we just ran out of time. I don't know if we're just we're lazy people. What I didn't use the extra magic hours. I should have planned a little bit more there, and planned my days around that. But we did. But you know, six days, five nights for a family of four, not including airfare, mind you. But in terms of meals, park tickets, and hotel, sixteen hundred and fifty bucks. That's. That's why free dining is so popular. Right. Exactly. It makes a huge difference. It really does. But in terms of buying it, paying extra for it, um, not worth it. No, not unless in some way you could split it up. So not with but specifically because your kids are not big eaters. Right. I had mean, there were, the, there were two meals, Kona and... Kona, Stella, we didn't even use Grace's table service. She had a bowl of chicken soup, chicken noodle soup. And the waiter specifically said, you know what, don't use your credit on that. Save it. 
And I'm thinking, where am I going to put another table credit in? Well, then the day she didn't go to 50s with us, and she ate a quick service at the pop, then we ended up with two table service, and that's when we ended up going to Olivia's on the last night and paying out of pocket for the two girls, and then Calvin got no steak you know, in the process. See, now, if you brought Max with you, he would have eaten the oh, two yeah. girls' credits and yours. Even at Trails End, definitely. Even at Trails End, the girls didn't eat enough to pay for I mean, it was free, so it worked out. But, but no, you had to think about it from the standpoint, what if I had paid for this yeah, dining Yeah, if I had plan? paid for it, I would have been shoving food down their throat. Because, <laughs> you know, they weren't eating enough. Stella, I kind of we expected. We have to go out to dinner with the Eccles ones. <laughs> you want to see what that looks like? Show them, them, how, to Show them how to eat. <laughs> but it just, you know. I'm the same way. I mean, I'm not by any means a teenager or a small child, but when we go to a buffet, it's really not worth it to pay that money for me because there is no way I'm going to eat enough yeah. that, for the cost of it. We do Kevin's mom all the time. She- and on the dining plan, you know, you get that dessert. Well, maybe. And I'm a big sweet eater, but I don't want a dessert right after every meal. No. Followed by, you know, i got to eat again in five hours. So that way, that went to waste a lot, but... All in all, I'm glad I come back with money in my pocket. Don't have to give back to John. And John, um, I don't know if you've heard or not, Grace has come up with the next challenge that she wants to take on. Oh, okay. How to plan a Disney wedding <laughs> and execute it. So you got a few years to save. Under $2,500. <laughs> Under $2,500. Yeah. There you go. That'll be the cake topper. <laughs> really. But um, anyway, it was good. We had a wonderful time. Cool. Cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it. All right, well, thank you very much for that, Teresa. That's going to do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay out of the damn links.